Hey there, fellow parent entrepreneurs. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join us here on The Kenza Pod. My name is Tiffany Jones. I'm the co-founder and CEO of The Kenza Collective, where we empower and educate parents who are making the transition from working for the man to working for themselves. Our goal is to help you create a life where you have autonomy, freedom, and the power to dictate how you spend your days, all based on your family's unique needs. So if you're ready to hand in your notice and experience the freedom that comes from working for yourself, or if you've already done it and are in the trenches trying to manage all the pieces, you're in the right place. Be sure to check out kenzacollective.com for all kinds of resources specifically geared toward the busy working parent. And thanks again for being here. Now let's get into the episode. All right. Hi. We're live. We are live. Welcome to the Kenza Pod, everyone. It's Beth and Tiff coming to you live for us right now while we're recording, but it's not live for you. You're, you're hearing it post-recording. Thank you for being here. Yes. So, whew, it's been a year, 2021, hasn't it? This isn't our year-end wrap-up, but I just been a year it has been a year it's been a year a full i felt every day of that year it's quite a year (laughs) (laughs) yes beth has had a whirlwind uh we've all had our own exciting things happen um big things happen little things happen lots of things um And when this episode airs, you will have about three more weeks left in 2021. And so we wanted to share with you, if you are sitting there and realizing, holy crap, I haven't actually really done anything with my business finances to prepare for the end of the year. I don't even know where to start. What should I even be doing? What's the most important thing that has to get done before the end of the year? What can I put off? What are things that I can do to help my future self? If you're asking yourself any of those questions, that's what we want to focus on. We want to give you five, and then there'll be a couple bonus ones, but five (laughs) main actionable steps that you can and should take between now and the end of the year. You got three weeks. I know there's a lot going on. I know some of you are going to lose childcare really soon. Like, for example, I thought we weren't going to have childcare the week leading up to Christmas, but our the daycare my daughter goes to, they said, "Oh no, we're open that week. We're just closed the week between Christmas and New Year's." And I like could have kissed our director on the mouth when she said that. <laughs> <laughs> I refrained from doing that. Thank you. But I was very excited to hear that I had an extra week, but I know that a lot of, I was planning, I had a whole plan of that not being the case. So I know a lot of you are planning on that. Um, so maybe you have two more weeks to get stuff done. And we think that the things we're going to share with you today are things that can definitely be done within the next couple of weeks and that will save future you some headache. Beth, anything to add to that preface before we get into it? But yeah, I mean, like we get it. We're all doing an awful lot of things. So, but this is just meant to save you some aggravation. End up having the year end and then being like, wait, what? I need to do what? So we're here to sort of give you a heads up because I'm not sure how many people around you are doing this right now, but we're going to do it. So here's a heads up of things that you should be doing right now for your business finance end of the year. 
Yes. And the other reason why this is important is because I know a lot of us get really excited about new year, new you, and all the new things we're going to do and our goals and all this kind of stuff. But tax season is going to happen. It's going to roll around. And I don't, we don't want to see you guys in a position where you've done absolutely nothing and now you're in February and March scrambling when really what you should be focusing on or what you could, I should say you could, what you could be focusing on during that time is building your business, spending time with your family, doing all the things you love versus scrambling. So that's the other reason why we're talking about this now. So shall we? Yeah, shall we let's in? go because I also don't like those people that talk too much and then never tell you the headlines. So... <laughs> Like when you exactly. read through one of those things, when there's like 15 <laughs> ads and you're like, come on, get to the point. What's the point? <laughs> it's like a recipe on a food blogger. Yeah. They like tell you their whole life story. Yeah. And you're like, just give me the recipe <laughs> for the sweet potatoes. Okay. I don't care that you're into The Bachelor and you were watching this episode and it was crazy and it inspired you. And we're doing it now. All right. Here we go. Step one. However, you're planning on doing taxes next year. Oh, what's that? You haven't made any plans on doing taxes next year? Now's your chance to try to line up a tax preparer. If you have not done so already, ask around, find out, you know, who, if you have a friend that's a self-employed person, ask them who they're using, get a recommendation, line somebody up. It may be too late, but get started on that if you haven't already. There's also always like H&R Block and those folks. Um, if you don't know who to go to, you can always go to one of those places and then maybe do the research on finding somebody else after that. Or maybe you're happy with them if what you do is very simple. Or if you're go going to... Uh, to do do what I do, which is get TurboTax, you've probably gotten your email recently telling you you can download it and here's your validation key. So go do that if you have not already, mm -hmm. just because it's good to have it on your computer already when it's time to do the taxes. You don't want to be scrambling and saying, where's that activation code that I got in November? So all of those things. Thing number one, figure out how you're going to prepare your taxes and who's going to do it. Yeah, and, and the reason why this is thing number one is because a couple of reasons. First, people are getting booked. The good ones are booked um, and getting booked. And you want to get, even if you're setting up an appointment to talk to them, like sometimes they don't even want to talk to you until like February because a lot of the documents you're going to get are going to come in in January. And they're like, gather all that, then we'll meet in February to talk about things. Um, it just depends on the person and, and you and what your situation is, what your entity type is, how complicated things are or not. Um, but you want to get on the schedule of someone. In my case, we this is the first year that we as Kenza hired a CPA for the business and they are also going to be our personal CPA. Um, it just makes a lot of sense for us. We're an S Corp, which means it's going to be interwoven with our personal tax return. So we wanted one person handling all of those things. So we found a CPA. Her name is Shannon. She's awesome. I will link to her in our show notes here. We booked her a couple months ago. And what she's doing is um, I'm meeting with her, my husband and I, in like three weeks, two weeks or so, right before Christmas. And she, we're sending her all of the information we have at that moment in time so she can do a mock tax return for us. And what that's going to do is give us a lot of information and give us some options, um, which we're going to get to that down at actually the last step here. But 
getting your appointment set up, uh, getting your person lined up, and maybe even doing a mock tax return before the end of the year can be super, super helpful. But you need to do that right now because people are booked. So that's why it's step one, because it's a little time sensitive. But close behind step two, and maybe concurrently, um, what you should be doing is getting all of your records together for the year. So all of your records that talked about what income you made and what you spent money on for your business, all of those records should be, you should be able to get that all together and be able to get some subtotals for some of the categories as well. Um, so hopefully you've been managing that some way in, a, in at very least a spreadsheet or um, maybe even in QuickBooks. And if you have, if you've been keeping QuickBooks up to date and reconciling each month, you should be, you should be in pretty good shape. Um, if you have not, then it's time. And whatever you do, do not present your um, tax preparer with a shoebox shoe full of receipts because that's not a working strategy for anybody. So you're going to have to do a little work if you have not done so already. Yes. So we just kind of combined a couple of steps in one there. Um, so the kind of the next, what we had said was kind of the next step was to start to set up an organized, structured all of your documents. So for us, we use a simple Google Drive folder, um, 2021 taxes. Within there, we have different folders. I have all of our W-9s in there from different contractors we've worked with. Beth is dumping reports in there. Um, the appointment that I talked that I just mentioned that we have for our mock tax return. There's a bunch of documentation that she needs for that. We're dumping it all in there so that then I can go and take it and upload it to her portal. So step two is getting an organized structure set up so that you can move to step three, which is what Beth was just talking about, is gathering all of your paperwork. So your bank statements, your credit card statements, your payroll reports, your what else, Beth? Receipts. Previous year's returns. And you are going to need some of that stuff to, in order to make sure that, you're, um, that, that you've got all the documents that you need. All of your, uh, your receipts, you know, your, your bank statements, things should cross-reference. I mean, make sure that, you know, um, if you've got a bank statement and it has a number of different expenses listed on it, make sure you understand what those were for and um, you have receipts for them. You know, because, hey, you know, you're also checking to look for fraud. Every now and then the bank or your credit card makes a mistake and you better for you to find it than somebody else. So make sure you go through, have all your backup um, paperwork, your receipts, your bank statements, and make sure that whatever accounting system you're using is matching up with these statements. And if it's not, figure out what needs to be fixed. Yeah, and the other thing that's helpful there too is like um, making sure there's invoices attached to expenses that you're gonna forget about later. So just this morning I was going through our um, bank account and there was this PayPal, there were two set back-to-back PayPal charges that for, were for two different vendors that I have paid in the last couple of weeks. And next year, I am not going to remember what the heck those were. I would have to go digging around it because it's not just, you know, it's, there's no description to it. It's just a PayPal charge. So going through and attaching the invoices. Oh, this was for our photographer that just did our brand photos for us. Oh, this was for someone setting up a remote desktop 
access for us for QuickBooks, like really specific things. And I just attached the invoice and made notes for myself there because um, otherwise you're going to forget. Do not like, especially this is the, this is why we're saying to do it now and this year while your brain is in 2021 and your brain is thinking about all this. If you wait until next year, January, February, March, come tax season, you're going to be scrambling and trying to remember what one random PayPal payment was that you're having to track down. It's going to suck. Don't do that to yourself. Well, if you start now, then you have some time to sort out the some of these things. You know, just get going now. Do a little bit every day. Make sure that you're you just you know start tracking. There's going to be things that are a little more complicated to track down the receipts for. That's great, but for the most part, you'll know most of it. You know, and then spend that extra time just making sure you have all of it by the time you have to uh, do whatever it is you have to do with your tax professional and they will give you deadlines and they will tell you what they want and also start working towards that list that they've given you because they'll ask you for some specific things. I have a question real quick about receipts. Yeah. Does a receipt count of like if you go into your credit card statement and you like expand a specific charge? like take a screenshot of that as a receipt for something or do you need like the actual receipt from the thing that's mostly okay don't do that for something that costs two hundred thousand dollars but if it's a fifteen dollar recurring subscription every month Mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of we kind of all know what that is right and depends the magnitude of the situation is is what would determine that. So if you're going to spend five or ten thousand dollars, make sure you have some pretty clear documentation of of whatever it is. Okay. Just for your own, there's any number of reasons why somebody might ask you for that information later on down the road. Okay, I've always kind of wondered that. I mean, if if you're able to like get every single receipt for every small thing that's ever, I mean, something. Sometimes you don't really get receipts. Like you have. A recurring charge with you know loom or something i know they send you a little email and they're like here it is but you might miss that but just if you document someplace loom is a is a subscription that i use for this particular business purpose and then you've got some fairly decent documentation of the fact that it's happening every month or maybe even the thing where you first agreed to do this mm. you know when you sign up with um stuff that's dues and subscriptions a lot of times in the beginning they say we will we will charge your credit card this much every month maybe print that out and put that someplace then that sort of explains all the rest of the charges if you ever needed to and again small stuff is going to be less you know if you have to document big stuff versus small stuff document all the biggest stuff first okay oh okay you know as time allows that's how I would approach it. And put all of those in a 2021 receipts folder. It's great. For me, I like digitizing everything. I hate paper copies of things. I have a scanner at home. I try to just scan everything and organize it digitally. Is that totally fine to do, Beth? Or do we have to hold on to like... Oh, yeah. Things? you can. Okay. They can be PDFs. In fact, um, the last couple of years with the pandemic and all of us working remotely, I'm still working with accountants on audits and stuff. And it's funny because now everything gets uploaded to a portal. It used to be they they came to your office and they looked through stuff and they said, oh, let me see this and that. Now it's like, here you go. Here's all the files you asked for. Everything's PDFs. If somebody needs to print it out, they can do that. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of nice. Okay. So just to kind of re- 
orient ourselves. Step one is is figuring out who's going to do your taxes and, and if it's going to be an outside professional, get on their books, get on their schedule. Step two is get your structure set up. So where are you going to store all of your, your files? Is it going to be a Google Drive folder? Whatever it's going to be, get that set up and do yourself a favor and label your files nicely. So when people send you a W9, a lot of times it's just like whatever the generic file name was. Label it. Tiffany Jones, 2021 W9, drop it in there. Uh, Loom Receipt, 2021, drop it in there. Whatever it is, try and make it, that way you can go through and search for things You instead of you know actually type in a search instead of having to like open all these like random scanned files that you just dumped in here. Try and be nice to yourself. So that's, that's step two, <laughs> get organized. And then step three is to get all your paperwork together, your bank statements, your credit card statements, any sort of receipts, previous year's tax returns. And then step four, Beth, has to do with getting your accounting caught up. What do you want people to know about that? So again, you don't want to go into your tax person's office with a, a shoebox full of receipts. What you want to be able to do is hand them, at, at the very least, a report of all of your expenses in Excel categorized by account if as best you can as well as all of the the forms you've received from people pertaining to your income so you're um, you're going to get some uh, 1099s maybe or you're going to be getting um, even some w-2s i mean you may have a job and then you're also starting a business on the side everything that that shows how much money you made as well as any other um, papers or documents that you have that show additional income that you made that isn't reported in one of those reports. And then of course, all of your expenses and you know, be prepared with those receipts to, sh to show them more information about some of the, the bigger expenses or um, anything they might wanna see more information about. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure who, <laughs> it's gonna be different for for you and for them, depending on how well you've kept your records and who you're working with. But but do be able to substantiate anything that you're calling a business expense, be able to substantiate why it's a business expense and show a receipt for it, basically, if needed. So when you're going through and you were saying put together, a, you know, this is assuming that you're not using something like QuickBooks or something where you're actually manually putting yeah. this together. If you're putting together a, a spreadsheet of all of your expenses for the year and you were saying putting them in accounts, can you just expand a little bit on what you mean by that? Like what are the different accounts that people would categorize their expenses into? Just basics. Yeah, yeah. So there's like advertising, bank fees, dues and subscriptions, computer expenses, phone expenses, rent, utilities. Um, all of the different types of uh, things you'd be spending money on to run a business. Try to categorize those into logical categories. Postage is another one. Office expenses, office supplies is, a, is another one. Um, try to categorize all the expenses you had into one of those categories. And um, actually, I was telling Tiff before this, we got on this call, I'm I'm going to put together a little spreadsheet that somebody could use to get a good idea of a format of how to put this, how to do this. Um, so I will, I will post that um, 
should we link in the show notes? Yeah, we'll link in the show notes. And then um, once it's ready, we can also drop it in our Slack channel. So if you're not in our Slack channel, um, go to kenzacollective.com slash Slack and sign up there and join us. And um, we can post it in there as well. Yeah. And so what I what I've done, I put one of these together for somebody I'm mentoring right now. And I will... Um, remove all references to that person's name and and put out a generic copy of this and uh it's basically if you have online banking for your bank accounts and for your credit card accounts you should be able to download transactions from those websites and you can download your transactions for the year and you can take that information in excel and you can create reports out of it and so this is just sort of a uh basic framework for doing that and so i will um i will post that and if i have the time i will also provide a, a loom video explaining how to use it mm, so, so those are on my list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more things for my list <laughs> we're talking mostly about a situation where someone maybe hasn't been using quickbooks or some other sort of accounting software Let's say someone's using QuickBooks. What are the what are the names of the reports that they would go through and start to look at? Well, it depends. Um, again, that depends. Um, first thing you're going to want to do is make sure that your all of your data entry is caught up. And the way you make sure your data entry is caught up is you reconcile your accounts. So really, the first place you want to go is to your bank reconciliation and reconcile your bank accounts for all the months of the year up until now. And if you know what that is and you're using QuickBooks already, then you, you know, you understand what that is. If you aren't doing that already, it's, it may not make any sense and it's hard to explain quickly, but look up, um, get your bank statements together and in the help area of QuickBooks, look up reconcile bank accounts and it will show you how to do it month by month. That's probably the best way to handle that. But that's how you know that you've accounted for everything. So step four is to get your accounting caught up to right now, because that's going to start to give you a lot of information. So Beth and I just did this for Kenza. We met last week and she just shared her screen with QuickBooks and went over several key reports with me um, and was like, okay, we're going to have some money. You know, we set up payroll this year, so we're not, um, we're caught up on all of our taxes. Um, we're caught up on as you know we projected out as much as we could what's going to happen for the rest of December income and expense wise and we are like okay we're gonna have a little bit of, of profit left over so now I have that information to make some smart decisions so um, for example I bought some Christmas gifts for people on our team I um, Beth what did you do you did something interesting about deferring payment what did you do there oh, well, your own person so as you just as a quick reminder real quick beth has her own business that she runs as a consulting business and so um she had to make her own personal decisions too so maybe tell us some of the things you did well i asked one of my clients who would have paid me on the last day of december if they wouldn't mind paying me on the first day of january instead because that way I could put that income into next year because I want to wrap it up for this year and I want to be done with all of my numbers and understand um, 
what it is I've made this year and what my tax liabilities are going to be and all of that. Um, one quick thing, if you are finding yourself with a bunch of leftover money and ha you have not paid your estimated taxes for the year, look up what that is and take care of that sooner rather than later. Before you spend money on anything else, make sure that you're caught up with your estimated taxes. Yes. And this is where, so when Beth and I were planning out this episode, this is kind of getting into that gray area of, of tax advice. And that's definitely not something that we do here on the Kenza pod. Neither one of us are tax professionals. Beth is well-versed in taxes, but she's not a CPA. Um, and neither am I, and you guys need to know that. And we want to make that really clear. And that's why step one in this whole thing is to figure out who is going to do this for you. And we cannot recommend enough working with a professional. If this is not something that's your forte. Um, it, the expense of it is just like worth every single penny, especially when you find a good one, they're going to save you money. They're going to save you time. They're going to save you headache. Think about it this way. How many hours is it going to take you to go do your own taxes and figure all this stuff out? And what is your time worth? And I bet you, if you were to add up your hourly rate against how much time you would spend on this, it's going to be a heck of a lot more than what it would be to just pay someone to help you with this. And whenever we talk about taxes, whenever we talk about really anything, but specifically taxes and finances, we always encourage you to look at you hiring a professional as an investment in your personal and professional growth. So you're not just gonna upload a bunch of documents and send it off to them and say, great, let me know where to sign when my taxes are done. You wanna get in there and ask them questions. Um, so the fact that my CPA is offering these end of year mock tax return one hour long meetings as part of our engagement, not everybody's gonna take her up on that, but you bet your bottom, I did, you know? Like, those are the things to, is that even a saying, bet your bottom? I don't even know. Um, take advantage of that. I'm gonna come with a big old list of questions. I'm gonna come with every single piece of information I get my hands on so that we can be super informed, I can learn more and be smarter going into 2022. So it's well worth the money. And I will get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but definitely it's time it's go time round round up your information don't don't procrastinate any longer don't be afraid of it either because it's just you know it's just arithmetic you just need to know certain numbers to figure out some certain percentages and taxes and stuff and some either somebody can help you do that or if you're savvy enough to do that yourself you can do that through TurboTax um, and if you have TurboTax, you know, you could always run a mock, your own mock um, uh, return. You know, if you have it, you could just start putting numbers in and it will start calculating stuff. Um, and then you could finalize it later on. So if, if that's the case, that's also, um, you know, if you feel comfortable with that, go for it. You know, now's the time, though. Now's the, now's the time to start thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and make sure you have numbers. Make sure you have data. Whenever you meet with your tax person, one of the first things they're going to need is data. They're going to need to know how much you've made and how much you've spent. So make sure you have that, that information available to you. If you need to beef up your financial literacy, we have many resources available to you. Head to kenzacollective.com blog to search all of our podcast episodes and find the financial topics that are most relevant to where you are right now. And if you can't find what you're looking for, just let us know and we'll create it. 
We also have several free tools that you can download, including our cash flow planning tool. You can purchase our You Can Do This course, which has several lessons about setting up your financial infrastructure, and we go over the regular tasks that you need to be doing in order to keep your finances in shape. And lastly, if you're needing some one-on-one -on -one mentoring to help you with all of this, Beth is ready to meet you right where you are. Head to KenzaCollective.com and click on mentoring to get more information. All of these links are also available right in the show notes. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. So I think we kind of combined four and five again. So step four was to get your accounting caught up. And then step five is, is just after you meet, step five is after you meet with your CPA or tax professional, start to make some informed decisions about what to do. And so this is where, you know, we were just talking about maybe defer receiving payment from a client, or let's say you're kicking off a big old project in January with someone. Maybe it's smart to ask them to place their deposit in January or before. We don't know. We, we're not giving you advice here. We're just saying that you have options, but you don't know your options until you get in there and start to figure this out. Um, maybe there's a course you've been looking at that you want to get and you're going to have some extra cash. Now would be a great time to go purchase that so you can get started on it, whatever it is. So that's step five is to start to make some informed decisions. There were a couple of other little bonus nice to haves. So one is start to, if you haven't been doing this all year, you should be doing it all year. Try to do it all year next year when this comes up, but um, collect W-9s for each of your subcontractors that you paid more than $600 oh, yeah. to. Why do we need to collect W, what are W-9s and why do we need to collect them, Beth? W-9s, um, first of all, they're available on the IRS website at irs.gov. If you do a search on that website for the W-9 form, you can download it. And what a W-9 form is, is it's actually a polite way of asking someone what their name, address, and social security number and form of their formation of their company is. And all those things are those are, those are all the fields on this form. And um, basically, whenever you're going to work with somebody and they're a, a, a contractor, they have to give you that form so that you can, when you pay them, you keep track of how much money you pay towards that person and their social security number. And then at the end of the year, you have to issue them a report saying, I paid you $1,000 for your services this year and you mail that to them and that's an official record of their income they have to then use that form to file their tax return so it's very important that you do that if the person made if you paid the person over six hundred dollars in the calendar year you are obligated to send them a w-9 except for some exceptions like if they're a corporation but you can learn that from their w-9 form make sure that you do that um, you do that sooner rather than later. Make it part of your company process. When you, when you start with a new vendor, ask them for that form upfront before you pay them. Before you pay them is when you have the most leverage. So um, <laughs> I've, I've worked in places where, you know, we were on the phones in January calling people and asking for W-9s. It's such a pain in the neck. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. And there's always somebody that's disappeared or moved away and you can't find them. And or someone's address has changed. Like it's always, even if you've been collecting them throughout the year, it's good to sort of 
kind of check back and say, hey, this is, is this the most current information still? Because you do legally need to send them a 1099 in January, by the end of January, and they legally need that for their tax returns too. It's not difficult to do. I, I did it. And one thing that's um, that tripped me up that I just want to mention here, because maybe some of you out there, this might be an aha moment for you too, is I always thought about W-9s for someone that I was subcontracting. So someone helping me on a project for a client or something like that. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, Beth, but this applies to any vendor you hire to do something for your business. So for example, I hired someone to do social media marketing. Um, or I hired what I thought was like a, or in my mind was like an agency, I'm putting air quotes, an agency to do some ad work for me. Well, it turns out that person's running as a sole prop. It didn't look like that, you, but you don't know. And so you, just like Beth said, make it a part of your standard process that anyone, anyone that you're going to give money to for something in your business, you need to get a W-9. And if they say something like, oh, well, but I'm this kind of company and you don't need one from me or what I did, just no, you need a W-9 period. You need to have that in your records. Yeah. And I, my company's one of those ones where I don't have to get a 1099 and I still give them to people because I'm like, look, they won't have evidence of this information unless I put, put it on this form and give it to them. Right. So that's how you save yourself uh, aggravation later too. Just do it. Just fill, fill it out. And, and hopefully all of you are doing that with your customers as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Sending your W-9 to them. Have, have one ready in a PDF and print it off and sign it and send it and have it ready to go. And what's nice on the IRS website is that these are fill-outable forms. So you can actually fill them out from your computer, insert your signature, and you're good to go. You don't even have to print anything. Now you just have this document ready to go. And then as soon as you sign on with a client, um, like this was actually really nice. Someone we paid recently, they sent me their invoice and at the bottom of the invoice said, here's our company's W9. And I just clicked to download. And I'm like, thank you. That's a beautiful thing. I didn't have to ask them. Nobody had to say anything. It was just, that was Chris. He just had it on his invoice. And I'm like, perfect. So, um, yeah, little pro tip there. And then good job, Chris. Yeah. The last thing that we just want to say is that this information might be sounding overwhelming to you. You might have tuned us out. You may not have even made it this far. And then you're not even hearing what I'm saying right now. So if you're feeling (laughs) overwhelmed by your finances or how this is supposed to work, make a plan to educate yourself next year. What is that plan? Don't go a whole other year in business of growing your business without understanding how all of this works and just I'm, I'm really um, taking in this concept of like baby steps. So what are the baby steps you can start taking mm-hmm. to educate yourself more? For me, the last year, my baby steps have been to ask a crap load of questions. I just ask Beth all the questions all the time. When I get on the phone with our CPA, I ask all the questions all the time and I'm just gathering, gathering, gathering information as much as I can. Um, but there could be the next baby step, which is to take a course or, you know what, you could go down to your local college and take an accounting 101 class. It's not that expensive. Go do that for a semester. Um, this is important stuff. Or one-on-one mentoring. There are a lot of people out there, just make sure you choose the right one, um, that can help you with this. Beth is one of them. 
Beth has very limited slots available for mentoring and she does both three months like where you meet twice a month for three months and it's kind of this ongoing building thing or you can just book a one-time 90 minute strategy strategy session with Beth where you sit down, you pick her brain, you open up something, you go over it together, she teaches you a specific thing and then you're one and done and you're out and that's your baby step. If you're interested in any of those things, we'll have links in our show notes, but whatever it is, whether it's us or someone else and you're feeling overwhelmed with, with all of this, make a plan for how that's gonna be better for you next year. So this time next year, you don't even have to listen to all this because all this is already done. It's already been done all year. (laughs) Exactly. What would you add to that, Beth? I'm just thinking, (laughs) I'm going to be busy the next couple months. (laughs) Because the tax season does get kind of crazy for the folks. You know, I'm going to have to put together at least a few sets of 1099s to send out. You know, I'm just starting to think, wow, you know, January's coming. January's a crazy month. That's the other thing to keep in mind, folks, is that your tax folk, your tax people are like crazy at, in January. So, you know. And they get progressively crazier as the year goes on. Yeah. 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 So, so if there's, if, if you've, if you're taking away nothing else from this, call them right now. Yeah. <laughs> get an appointment with them right now. That's the big takeaway for, for today. I love it. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. The other, there's a couple links we're going to put in the show notes here about, um, that go directly to the IRS website that are going to help you just understand a little bit more about if you're self-employed, what are some, there's like a self-employed, uh, individuals tax center on the IRS website that you can look through. And again, I know the IRS website can be kind of dull, but if you go and read through some things, use it as a way to get like write down your questions and get prepared for that meeting with your CPA or tax preparer and just start somewhere. Baby steps, baby steps. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all I got to say. You guys got this. That's all I got to say. All right. You guys got this. Go, go, go. Go get those appointments scheduled. Follow these five steps and everything is going to work out just fine. Just got to take those baby steps. Just do it. Yay. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Kenza Collective to stay in touch. And if you have a moment, please drop a review for this podcast so that we can reach more parents and help them create a life and a living that actually works for their families. Have a great day.